welcome to episode 68 of Friends in Film, a podcast discussing the latest movie news and theatrical releases. On this episode, we'll cover Avatar's new release dates, Captain Marvel directors, James Gunn returning for Guardians 3, and more, all before we review uh, summer 2017. We, you can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, SoundCloud, and iTunes at Friends in Film. As always, I'm your host, Cooper Hood, and once again, joined by the man thankful for his Cyclops' mercy on this wonderful Earth Day, Josh Straley. I am. I mean, I don't know what you just said, though, but definitely oh, you grateful. Don't, you don't know who a Cyclops is. The Office. Yeah. Yes. Come on. <laughs> I forgot about that. Uh, wonderful moment. And we are also joined by a special guest, the biggest Nolan night around and president of his fan club, Colton Nicti. Hey, guys. What's up? I'm here to talk about some Nolan. And I'm here to talk about uh, just movies in general. You know, summer's coming up. I'm excited for it. Yeah. I think last time we had you on was the Nocturnal Animals review. I believe so. Yeah. Yes. We had that Rogue One preview, too, I think. Right yeah, around that time. yeah, yeah. We did a doubleheader. Mm-hmm. This is uh, four appearances for you, correct? I think this is my fourth one, yeah. Wow. It's good to be so back. Yeah, it's, it's glad to it have you It's definitely a record since Isn't we have it? not had any other guests. So <laughs> <laughs> you, are, you are by far and away the most uh, guested person to appear on the Friends of Film podcast. I'll take it. So uh, we got a busy week in news, uh, and we're also going to go through the whole summer release, uh, give you guys our top 10 most anticipated of this summer. Before we get to that, though, we all saw Free Fire together. We uh, did. Not, not the biggest movie of the year, but still something I thought we'd worth uh, reviewing very quickly and briefly. Uh, I'll kick it off. Uh, it's Ben Wheatley's new film. I had seen High Rise going into that, so I think that was his last directorial credit before this movie. Didn't like High Rise very much. Thought it was just too weird and wonky. Uh, but this one I thought was actually pretty fun. Charlotte Copley and Army Hammer uh, were the standouts for me. They were super funny. Uh, their banter back and forth was great. Uh, and then I really liked Brie Larson and Cillian Murphy as well. Uh, the thing that really just like surprised me was that it was just very funny. Uh, the way they would talk to each other, the dialogue was really great. And having it all set in one confined space, I thought really worked. Um, even though it does get repetitive at a certain point, even though it's only an hour and a half, it's a shootout in a single room, basically. So how many times can one person move? Like, it's just, yeah. it's the same thing over and over and over again. Um, but I, th- I still think it was a fun time in the theater. So uh, I'd give it three and a half ticket stubs out of five. Ooh, that's a good rating. Uh, Colton, you want to go off next? Uh, yeah, go. I, I'm actually going to go ahead and uh, start out by saying I second that. I would give it three and a half ticket stubs out of five. Um, I mirror everything he said. I Charlotte Copley was a standout for me. I thought he was hilarious in this movie. Um, I actually knew nothing about this going into it. I didn't watch a trailer or anything like that. So, um, yeah, I didn't really know what to expect, but I really liked the fact that they were able to, able to like have a shootout for an entire movie and yeah. have it still be entertaining. <laughs> like I will admit like part a little bit, it didn't necessarily drag for me. It just kind of got to the point, like you said about how it, rep- it was a little repetitive. So, um, I feel like they could have shortened it even more. That's kind of yeah. weird to say, but I mean like 10 minutes shortened, mm-hmm. it would have yeah. been fine. But yeah, I mean, definitely, I don't know if it's necessarily one that you need to like rush out to see in right. theaters, but it's, it's definitely like a worth checking out like a mm-hmm. red box at least for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's the whole movie is basically a massive Mexican standoff. Basically. <laughs> Everybody's got a gun pointed at everybody. Um, and you guys were hitting on Charlotte Copley, but Arnie Hammer is just as good. Mm-hmm. I say, I think that that's quintessential arnie hammer character like the cool guy who knows what he's doing i mean like halfway through the movie he just pulls out a blunt to smoke it and yeah. while everyone else is shooting at each other 
And the whole movie is what I imagine a firefight's like. Mm-hmm. Um, chaos. No one knows what they're doing. And people are just getting shot and howling out in pain. And, you know, I just, I thought it was, you know, totally great. Um, the only, like, the only things I didn't like were that it does drag a bit. The first 10 minutes or so could be cut out. Yeah. And you could probably have the same movie. Mm-hmm. The only reason they're there is to set up like the initial conflict. Right. Which well, is... Army Hammer's I let, in, intro in that whole section, I thought was really <laughs> funny. <laughs> yes. Um, and the, the other thing is there was like, some kind of like, did you guys pick up on the the conspiracy that Brie Larson had with... Um, Martin, the, the the black guy. Yeah, it got a little, yeah. it got a little weird there at that point where I was like, you don't need to have like a traitor in the midst. Like, just have. I thought he could have kept it way simpler, and it, yeah. it would have helped it a little. Yeah, because um, his name is Babo Sisai. Him and Brie Larson were in league together. Was that what was I, up? I, I, I wasn't think, actually sure. I think about so. That. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It didn't really make that it guy clear. though. That you bring him up. I forgot to mention him too. He was hilarious. Oh, he just, just like, like jumped mm-hmm. back yeah, up. he just kind of like. I don't know where he's back in the fight and you're just like, what is happening right now? (laughs) But uh, yeah. And then like with it all being a confined space, it makes me appreciate what Ben Wheatley had to go through, like Mm -hmm. to get this done because that seems like a logistical nightmare with blocking set pieces and, you know, just the progression of everything. Mm -hmm. So uh, with all of that in mind, I'm going to put this right up on my shelf next to the nice guys with a four, Take for uh, for taking stuff. Yes. Okay. Wow. Uh, yeah. I think the whole like the whole way that he went about shooting this whole thing. Uh, like there were moments where like I've listened to, like Brie Larson talk about it or Ben Wheatley, Army Hammer talk about it, and they'd say, "Well, you know, we'd be shooting it, and then because they they shot it in order, so that way when somebody would die, they just had to lay there. They'd get a body like bag or whatever just to lay there for them, so they didn't have to actually be there anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but they would like be like shooting it and then they go, well, okay, well now Brie, you're going to run across here. And then the other person would be like, well, she can't. Cause if she ran here, I would see her and I would shoot her. And so they'd be like, Oh, good points. So now we have to change up where she's running. we got to change up the lighting. And like, it's a really like complicated process, but I thought he pulled it off pretty well. Yeah. Like every time a gun would get, would be shot. And anytime there would be like the rattling across the room, I would just like cringe. Cause I'd be like, Oh man, these things can ricochet. Oh, yeah. I just thought it was awesome. Yeah, it's very cool. Um, so those are our thoughts on Free Fire. Uh, just really quick. So we'll move on to some news. We got our first trailer this week for American Assassin. It's a new movie uh, starring Dylan O'Brien and Michael Keaton. It looks like a mini Bourne, mini John Wick almost. Like, yeah. uh, basically, Dylan O'Brien's a new assassin on the block. Uh, looks good. Uh the action I thought looks really good. Dylan O'Brien's obviously not afraid to do his own stunts. He was looked like he was in there for a lot of the hand to hand stuff. And it was great to see him back in the movie after like the whole maze runner incident where he like fell off a train or whatever it was. Has maze runner finished filming yet? No, it got like delayed yeah, yeah. and like it only recently restarted shooting a couple of months ago because of O'Brien's injuries. So, uh, I just, I, th- I was just like, it's good to see him back in there, um, and it looks like his audition for Nightwing, in my opinion. So, I think he'd be great in that role. Well, I thought first of all, the titles that were redacting themselves was a cool part for the trailer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, yeah, I just I hope it's just not a grim revenge number because it looks like his play his character Mitch has like lost his girlfriend to a terrorist cell. Mm-hmm. I hope that's not the entire backdrop because. 
I want to see a lot more of Michael Keaton looking totally badass. Well, I think Keaton's the one that once he like makes that turn to be like be that assassin, that like he's mm-hmm. the one that trains him and goes with him on this journey, I think. So I feel like we need all of that post backstory stuff because uh, I don't think he's going to be involved in the backstory at all. Yeah, I just hope that like that's not the, the number one thing of the movie. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so Colin did not see this trailer. Uh, he is trying to stay spoiler-free on American Assassin or just all trailers in general, I guess. So. Nah, I just... I don't know. I just haven't gotten around to it yet. Yeah, no problem. Fair enough. Uh, we did get word this week, or actually like just today as we're recording, uh, we have new release dates for Avatar 2, 3, 4, and 5. Uh, as daunting as that may be, Avatar 2 uh, was originally supposed to come out next year in uh, December 2018. Now it is coming out in December of 2020. Avatar 3, December 2021. Then they're taking a three-year gap to have Avatar 4 come out in 2024 and Avatar 5 in 2025. I've got one thing to say about that. I will believe it when it happens. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like it's I'm I'm rolling my eyes here because who who in their right mind wants to work on Avatar movies for the next like what is that 10 years then? Uh I mean by the time 20 by the time Avatar 5 comes out from right now that'll be 8 years from right now. So Cameron's already been on this for like 10 years. Like, yeah. how do you want to spend almost two decades? I don't want to, like, offend anyone here, but was anyone really that, like, with the first Avatar? Were you immediately like, oh, I can't wait for another one? No. Well, I mean, maybe at the time, uh, if I, like, got out of the theater, like, hey, you could go see a second one right now, I'd probably be like, okay, I could do that. But, I mean, a year later, no. Uh, and now, what's it been, 10 years or Avatar, something? Like That was one of those movies that I just didn't understand why like i understand the special effects aspect Mm -hmm. of it but i feel like since then yeah i mean honestly like the jungle book something like that was more impressive to me than avatar ever was Uh, well jungle book did come out seven years later but i don't know like nothing really like when i was watching it the first time i wasn't sitting there the whole time thinking oh this is a masterpiece because Mm -hmm. the effects okay so yeah I i mean like I don't like if that's what they're going for with the sequels is why it's taking them so long is because they're trying to break new ground. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And that's what Cameron said multiple yeah. times is mm-hmm. he he's had to figure out and invent new ways of filming. So if that's what we get out of this and movies going forward for the future, you know, get to reap the benefits of what he's done mm-hmm. with these Avatar movies. Um, great. But this second one has to be just really good. For me to want to say, all right, send right. three more. Right, that's way. the thing. Like, if they would, if they if they announced it, like, okay, we're doing two more. I'd say, okay, that's that's fine. I get it. The first one is the mo- the highest grossing movie of all time. I understand it from the studio's perspective, or even from James Cameron's. But you're saying here's four more movies. We're gonna make five. Nobody, like like you were saying earlier, like nobody coming out of Avatar is saying I want to see four more of these. Yeah. Like, I don't. So, th- I don't think the audience <laughs> is there. I feel like the movie, like I don't, you never just like count out James Cameron because mm-hmm. I mean, between Avatar, uh, Titanic, everything else he's done, like he he makes great movies that make a ton of money at the box office. Um, but again, I feel like by the time twenty twenty comes around, we're already at a point where the interest in Avatar is so low. By the time the marketing pumps out for twenty twenty, too. right? Like so. 
it's gonna it's so far away that I have no interest in the franchise anymore. And I like I can't rewatch Avatar and be like, man, it holds up like visual effects wise, sure, but story like it it's too long. It's just like I don't care about all these Navi or whatever the yeah. <laughs> the blue people are. <laughs> also, like whatever happened to just a good old fashioned trilogy too. Yeah, I mean I understand like. What like Marvel movies and uh, what's like Star Wars? Mm-hmm. Those I think are a big reason why you see franchises go extending their life by this much now. Yeah, which Even, I mean, yeah. I guess it works, but we don't. Really I mean, need in certain some cases, movies, franchises. Like, we don't. How need many that. successful franchises are there that are like spanning? more than three movies or even three movies for that matter. Fast like and Furious. Harry Potter. Uh-huh. Okay, yeah. But like yeah, we have Harry Potter, like Fast and Furious. That one made sense though because that was like a based on a book. Right. Series. Sure. Whereas like I don't think again, like, yeah, there's just no desire for this. I'd rather them make three out the gate, just make two and three. And then if the interest is there, I mean maybe that's why they're taking the three year gap so they can say all right, let's get the reception for at least two under our belts before we start production on four and five. Because um, I think if two comes out and it makes a billion, which is still a fantastic number, but for a movie that is so VFX heavy and everything and coming off of the highest grossing movie of all time, I could see the studio saying, you know, we don't need four and five. That's highly possible. I just personally, there's only so much Sigourney Weaver like can carry this franchise for me so right and she's still in it right i think so i mean didn't yes. you rewatch it like after we talked about it the one time yes and she's clearly dead but she is coming back but she's still coming back i don't yeah well so well, hopefully I mean, <laughs> hopefully she's you know back in a way that makes sense so i can enjoy yeah just bring Stephen lang back somehow um moving on to x-men uh, as part of those new release dates that Fox gave out for Avatar, they also dated the next three movies in their X-Men universe with New Mutants coming out uh, April 13th of next year, Deadpool 2 coming out June 1st of next year, and then X-Men Dark Phoenix, the seventh in the main X-Men uh, line, coming out November 2nd, 2018. So what do we think about this? 2018's lit for Fox, that's for sure. Yeah. I mean, they're up in their production to three moves a year, which is a big move up for them after only doing one in this year. They're only doing Logan. Um, but I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing because with all the time they've taken between making Logan and when they'll start production on New Mutants is going to be the first one uh, in like May or June. Like that's a lot of time to figure out where you want to take this universe moving forward. And New Mutants seems like it has a good cast even though none of them are yeah, officially wait, attached is this our first time we're getting confirmation this movie's actually happening uh no because they, oh. they've confirmed it's happening but they haven't confirmed okay. casting or the only thing that's been confirmed is josh boone directing it right uh everything other than that has just been unofficially reported even though anya taylor joy is like you know i really like these new mutants I wonder why. <laughs> Unprompted oh, here, in here's, co- here's concept art of Maisie Williams as Wolfsbane. Huh, that's interesting. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I, I like that they're moving to three movies a year, and we're, go- we're going to get, I think, something very different from each one, with New Mutants being, I don't really know what New Mutants is going to be, but then Deadpool 2 is going to be the R-rated comedy, and I like that it's being in the middle of the summer because uh, that shows that it's going to make even more money, and Fox has a lot of faith in it and everything. And then Dark Phoenix... I don't need them to retell the Dark Phoenix uh, saga again after the last stand, but uh, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> I mean, I guess so. I mean, it wasn't done very well, so. I think uh, just like the fact that they're uh, 
I don't know, moving on from uh, Wolverine, this is like a good indicator of what that like that they actually have a plan in place. Yeah. Like I wasn't, I don't, I didn't necessarily like not confident in the, in Fox to continue this, but it's nice to see that they actually have like ideas and they're going forward with those ideas other than just having Deadpool. Cause yeah. like, you know, Deadpool's their obvious moneymaker mm-hmm. at this point. But, I mean, I think they're going to have like two almost separate universes. We'll have Deadpool yeah. and Cable and X-Force and like their own section. Mm-hmm. And then they'll have new mutant, new mutants and, the X-Men timeline, the main one move forward and try to catch up to Deadpool eventually. But you said I hope, I hope they'll take their time with it and not do these 10 year gaps in between yeah. everything. New mutants is April. Yes. So okay. I think that's well, black Panthers, our first comic movie next year, but then it's, it's black Panther, then uh new mutants, then infinity war, then uh Deadpool two, then Ant-Man and the wasp, oh, uh, then dark Phoenix. And then, or no, it'd be Dark Yeah, Dark Phoenix. I think that and the Venom movie that's reportedly happening have the same release date. Um yeah, and so then I don't no, think that's I happening. Trust that, yeah. Um and then Aquaman kicks it out or ends the year. So uh, it's a big year for comic book movies. Uh I'm interested to see what I feel like uh, we say that every year. Right. <laughs> I mean it just keeps getting bigger and bigger. So uh we'll probably reach a point in our lifetimes where there's twelve in a year, we get one every single month. <laughs> um, we did get an update as well on the Fantastic Beasts sequel that is currently untitled. Because did you find them? What's it going to be called? Fantastic Beasts, and we found them. Fantastic <laughs> yes. Beasts, and we lost them again. Um, Scarmander gets writer's block. Right. Uh, but Variety is reporting that uh, Callum Turner has joined the sequel as Newt's brother. Uh, we believe, but we are not 100% certain that he is, was mentioned in the first movie. I have no history with Callum Turner except for him apparently being in Assassin's Creed, which I don't remember him being in. So I at least like that they're giving more history to Newt's and they're going to actually focus on him a little bit because after casting Jude Law as Dumbledore and having Johnny Depp as Grindelwald, I was like, all right, they're just going to go full on with this whole storyline and get new kind of pushed aside so uh we'll see if uh count turn is a good addition or not yeah i mean it looks like that movie is going to be an entire ensemble cast because there's mm-hmm. still the zoe kravitz plot line yeah we have to you know see explored in mm-hmm. some kind of way and i think they said there was going to be a focus on that yeah so i'm glad that it looks like he actually like you said is being filled out more uh instead of like why we were watching the dumbledore grindelwald thing you know mm-hmm. open up you saw Fantastic Beasts, right, Colton? Yeah. What'd you think of it? And um, what do you think of this whole situation? I'll be, now? I'll be honest with you. I I was a little bit underwhelmed with it. Okay. I it was fine for what it was. It just it's not something like I'm like I'll definitely see the sequels, but mm-hmm. I'm not like sitting there like counting down the days, you know, type <laughs> deal. So as far as like as far as the casting goes, I mean, it's fine. I I liked Jude Law's Dumbledore's casting. That was pretty good, but. This new guy, yeah, like Cooper said, I don't really know much about him. So, yeah, I, I guess we'll just have to wait and see. Yep. He can make a name for himself. I mean, he was in Green Room last year, two years ago, whenever that movie came out. So Last, last year. Last year. Uh, yeah. That movie got a lot of critical praise. So uh, I don't I don't know how big of a role he had in it, but he's at least he didn't ruin it. Main that's all guy, we yeah. That's all we know. Up, yeah. So then again, he was in Assassin's Creed too. So he was one of the people at the Black facility. Yeah. yeah, the fi- prisoners yeah. that. Like, I think he was the one that tried to kill Fastbender. Like yeah, when he was in a cell as soon as he got out there. But yeah. 
again, I don't know. <laughs> he, not a memorable role. He was mute at that point. So. Right. So not a memorable movie. So. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> one thing that was certainly memorable was Fate of the Furious. Uh, I'm sure we'll all remember that for the rest of our lives mm-hmm. for various reasons. Um, yes. <laughs> I know we reviewed it last week. Me and uh, Josh were not uh, thrilled about it. Uh, we'll get Colin Slots here on his second. But, really? Okay. Uh, <laughs> just <Please>. briefly, <laughs> uh, because it, this next piece of news ties into what happens in Fate of the Furious uh, with Deadline revealing that Universal is moving forward with plans to give Dwayne The Rock Johnson's Hobbs a spinoff movie in the Fast and Furious universe. The current idea will co-star him with former baddie turned chuckling BFF Deckard Shaw. Uh, played by Jason Statham, and Variety went on to report that Charlize Theron is currently being eyed to be the villain of this movie. Which so makes sense. Uh, Colton, what did you think of Fate of the Furious, and are you interested in seeing a Hobbs Shaw spinoff? Uh, no and no, <laughs> but uh, I'll still be there. <laughs> you yeah. know, you already know. Yep. That's the same no, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Like the studios know that. Like even uh, it's just annoying that they. Yep. doing this uh honestly it feels it's so unnecessary to have this spinoff movie it almost it's like almost the same thing as doing fate of the furious without the rest of the cast you know it's <laughs> like well, it's gonna be done. like the same type of plot and everything and it's just gonna be i i just don't like i didn't buy it like a lot of people liked that chemistry between the two but i just didn't buy it the whole time like I, I mean, two, two people who hate each other like working together. That's like a classic. That's a classic. Yeah, line. it's just like, but then they start they start like falling in love and stuff <laughs> like that. You know, it's just like I like they forgot ever. Like my biggest issue with that movie, I understand it's supposed to be a fun movie and everything, but they all the characters from you know they completely just abandoned everything that they stood for in the past seven movies. Yeah. So <laughs> it just like I don't know. Now they're doing a spinoff that's. Just not yeah, necessary. I mean it's officially the Fast and Furious cinematic universe. Yeah, so. it's it's the best worst idea because arguably those two were the highlight of Fate of the Furious. Mm-hmm. Um, now they need to, like they, we said last week, they need to retcon why no one hates him for killing Han anymore right. or any of the damage he did to Los Angeles. But I, where do you go with Charlize Theron being the villain if she right. already tried to start a nuclear war by herself? Mm-hmm. Where, where do you go? That's what like. If I'm getting this movie, it's probably not going to be what I imagine it's going to be. Um, because in my mind, if you're making a Hobbs and Shaw spinoff movie and they're hunting down Throne, like make it like a buddy cop movie almost where it's them traveling across the globe. Throne's trying to just stay undercover and she and like they're funded by Mr. Nobody and they have all these cool high tech gadgets and guns and stuff and it's them being buddy cops the whole movie there's no cars it's just a spy movie almost and honestly at this point though just just make it Statham and uh the rock coaching soccer together against yeah. charlie <laughs> theron's soccer team and it'll be just as good as what they're gonna come I mean, out that's with probably that's probably true unfortunately yeah, heck yeah so uh with helen mirren cameo please. sure uh yeah i mean like you said josh i think this is the best scenario if they're gonna do a spinoff I would prefer it be Hobbs and Shaw because their chemistry, while doesn't make sense for their characters, mm-hmm. is incredibly goofy yeah. and just like, all right, I'm just going to laugh at you guys. And I know you, and you guys are laughing at each other in the movie. So, like, they reveal that, like, the part in the movie, if you've seen it, where they're like, they're trading one liners underneath Statham's car in the shop. 
and they start like bursting out into laughter, it's because they were ad-libbing their one-liners and then uh, they one of them broke character and they started laughing. <laughs> but they kept it in the movie yeah. <laughs> because they're like, that's funny. And I like when that part happened, I was like, oh, there's something they forgot to edit out. And they did. Like, they, I think I said that out loud. Yeah, and they, basically they did. Um, <laughs> so who knows what this movie is going to be like or when it will happen. I mean, The Rock has a crazy busy schedule anyways. So uh, yeah, who, know, who knows know when this will see it. it. He's in like every other movie. I know. <laughs> I feel like he just films 24 hours a day. Yeah. the man. Well, the man's Hercules incarnate, you know? So. Sure. Um, and literally was and he too. was Hercules terrible movie uh, <laughs> you know I haven't seen that yet I definitely need to check it out Maybe, it might not be terrible it's just not good <laughs> so whatever you want to make with like a that. lion head on <laughs> yeah sounds I mean, like my type of movie I mean it's if you if you go in it with the Fast and Furious mindset where you're just like I'm gonna laugh at this yeah you'll have a good time probably um, something we also might have a good time with Will Smith, according to Deadline, is in early talks to be the voice of Genie in Guy Ritchie's live-action Aladdin. Uh, well, I think we all can all agree that nobody's going to top Robin Williams' performance from the original animated movie. If you are going to find somebody that has the charm, the charisma, the the wit to pull off those one-liners, and the musical talent to do the song numbers and maybe do different takes on them, I think Will Smith's a pretty great choice if he can channel that Fresh Prince era of himself. Oh, yeah. This is, you couldn't find somebody better. I mean, the Fresh Prince was carried by this guy. Mm -hmm. He's just that charismatic and colorful. And that's the important part. I mean, you think of Robin Williams in Good Morning Vietnam, and you can think of Will Smith in just about all the Men in Black movies Mm -hmm. where it's him, like, in that world reacting is just quintessential. Yeah. So I think this is good. I think this is perfect. Yeah. I mean, I don't mind the the choice. I just, I, I'm having a hard time just picturing Will Smith as the genie at this point. So, I mean, I'm, I'm on board with it. If they decide to go with it, mm-hmm. I just don't know what to expect from it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it'll, it'll just be his voice. So it's not, I don't think yeah. it's going to be that big to, you know, kind of get over. Yeah. Um, I can't really think of anybody else right, right. now. Like, that would The one suggestion too, that so. came out that I've heard a lot, is the rock obviously because nah. he's in everything well i mean and moana yeah he was okay, good in moana and, yeah. as the as maui so i could totally see that if will smith falls out he was approached to be in dumbo so disney's clearly looking at to get him involved uh, with uh, dumbo is just one i'm not yeah on i'm not a, i'm all, not excited unfortunately for. yeah but quit being haters guys I'm Come sorry, sorry. I mean, let's just get just, to Mulan. that's just, all i want yeah I want to see who they cast. I mean, they'll probably cast an unknown in Mulan, so which I'm fine with. Right, but uh, we'll we'll see with that one. Uh, moving on to the Marvel Cinematic Universe, we got confirmation this week from Kevin Feige at the they held like this open house at Marvel Studios, which I'm super jealous of everybody who got to be in attendance of that because uh, they got to see early concept art, they got to see dailies of Black Panther. Um, oh, that's the big one. Yeah, and like it sounds, it sounds awesome. Um, but the one interesting thing, the other interesting thing that came out of this was uh, Kevin Feige confirmed that not only is Spider-Man going to be in Infinity War, he's also going to be in the untitled fourth Avengers movie. So that'll mark uh, four appearances by Tom Holland as Spider-Man by 2019. And that wraps up his contract then too, doesn't it? He's under contract for six, and he has the Homecoming sequel coming out in 2019 as well so he'll have two he'll have two appearances in marvel movies that year uh and then he'll have he has one other one that 
Maybe that's for the third uh, Homecoming movie or not Homecoming, but the third Spider-Man movie or it's another cameo. Uh, Who knows? But I'm glad to see Spider-Man is going to be involved in a, it appears to be somewhat of a large role if he's going to be in both movies. And he's not dying. Yeah. So great. Yeah. Colton, are you just as glad? Yeah. um, I'm actually wearing a Spider-Man shirt right now, so... You can tell, but, it, but it's not. It's not the Tom Holland. It's version. not Tom Holland. It's it's just a it's more of a just generic Spider-Man. Yeah. But I think it's the Tobey Maguire know, Spider-Man. I'm fine with that. Actually, I love <laughs> Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. He's a great Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, Spider-Man's gonna be around for a while, it looks like. And we finally, after all this time, we have our answer on who is going to be directing Captain Marvel. They've been long awaiting uh, finding their first female director, and they found. Her and him, as they're going to pair together, or they're going to bring a pair of directors in to direct with uh, Mississippi Grind directors Anna Bowden and Ryan Fleck, uh, hired on to co-direct Captain Marvel. Heck yeah, Fleck. Yeah, Affleck. Almost like Affleck, huh. but interesting. Who knows if he's as good Very as Affleck? <laughs> well, I speaking of this though, I did watch one of their recent movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mississippi Grind. So did I. Ryan Reynolds. Okay, great. It was on Amazon. So. Yeah, Amazon Prime. So if Absolutely. you have Prime, uh, you can just watch you guys it. Didn't watch it together. No, no we didn't. You guys should do that next time. I think we watched. I watched it on Wednesday, the day it broke. I don't know if you also watched it on Wednesday. I watched but... it last night. Oh well then. So okay, but anyway, I thought oh, well. it was. I did not see it, so good. I feel out of this. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> we <laughs> really got to coordinate better. Just kidding. But I, I thought it was good. I, I mostly appreciated Ryan Reynolds and Ben Mendelsohn, mm-hmm. but it's. The, the story didn't really have anywhere to go yeah. outside of the gambling. Right. I think the thing that stuck out to me the most and why I am excited for them to be the directors of Captain Marvel is it follows the pattern that Marvel's been following recently where they take smaller directors who are very good at developing character because like 10 minutes into Mississippi Grind, immediately when Ryan Reynolds and Ben Reynolds meet, uh, you're like, I like these guys. They have great mm-hmm. chemistry together. I want to see more of them together. And he doesn't. they don't have to fill in all their backstory immediately. You just instantly are on board with both of them as characters, and you like that journey they're on. Um, and that's what that whole, the whole movie is just built on character. It's not about big stunts or action moments. It's just about two guys traveling the country, gambling, losing money, winning money, and then how the relationship comes to a conclusion. And yeah. the way that they use tension and they just build character, I thought it's really great. So if they can use that to make Captain Marvel a great character and then let Marvel handle all the action stuff. I feel like that's a great choice. And that's why I think people like John Watts or Taika Waititi, um, even like somebody like Peyton Reed, like people who have not, who hadn't done these big action blockbusters, same with like the Russo brothers or James Gunn or anybody they've hired recently after phase two, any phase three director. I mean, except, except for maybe Ryan Coogler. I mean, he did, he did, action stuff with creed but nothing on the scale of what black panther is going to be yeah creed was like his proving ground right and voila but like even like you go to fruitful station that that is a character piece and that is all michael b jordan all ryan coogler's direction so i like that they continue to find these pretty much unknown people that can come in do great job on building these characters up so that way when you it comes to those big action set pieces we're like oh i care about them because They've had all this buildup and really nice writing and everything. I have a question for you guys. Since, I mean, we don't really have a lot more to say here on Captain Marvel, but who do you think will be the first director to win an Oscar out of this Marvel 
this Marvel bench that they basically built. You guys have any guesses? Mo- I think the most talented. I don't know if they'll win an Oscar, but the most talented are the Russo brothers to me. I just I was blown away by yeah. by yeah. what they did with Captain America, Winter Soldier, and Civil War too. Mm-hmm. I put down as soon as they pick up some kind of like Oscar yeah. bait documentary, true story mm-hmm. based on or something like that. Are we going? Are we going all the way back to Phase One, or are we going? Yes, John Favreau. I think John Favreau is yeah. a guy who could. You, we were talking win an Oscar for best directing or just nomination. What are we best, talking? Win, win an Oscar. Win for an best Oscar. Directing. I think Favreau could do it. I mean, I really like Chef. That was his like big indie film that was after all of his Marvel experiences and stuff. Um, and I could see Coogler as another one. Yeah, I could definitely see um, Ryan Coogler. He's already been, you know, his movies have been yeah, nominated for past, for Golden Globes yeah. and everything. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think uh, I think he's one. I mean, I'm still waiting for Creed two to happen uh, eventually, and whenever he finishes up his Creed movies, and is he doing Creed two? I sure hope so. Yeah, uh, I mean, that, that movie's that movie's not moving forward. It doesn't seem like yeah. without Coogler. So uh, Black Panther just wrapped, so maybe he can uh, he'll be able to start work on that early next oh, year. Black Panther two. <laughs> yeah, I know that's the thing though. So uh, I th- yeah, if we're talking win a Oscar for best directing, I think Coogler's probably the one assuming they all eventually branch out from Marvel movies which I think they all will do um, then yeah I would I would put my money sure. on Coogler awesome uh, but speaking of directors that are sticking around with the Marvel Cinematic Universe James Gunn finally confirmed after kind of going back and forth on whether or not he's going to uh, direct Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 he confirmed it this week on his Facebook saying quote it will conclude the story of this iteration of the Guardians of the Galaxy and help catapult both old and new Marvel characters into the next 10 years and beyond. I'll be working side by side with Kevin Feige and the gang to help design where these stories go and make sure the future of the Marvel comic or cosmic universe is as special and authentic and magical as what we have created so far. Woo! So, obviously... I, I've talked a lot of times before that I've loved Guardians of the Galaxy. I am very much looking forward to Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. We get to see that in two weeks. Uh, and it makes me feel better that he's coming back for third one because he's kind of said, you know, this has been an exhausting process working on all this, all these Marvel movies. So I don't know if I'll come back to do Volume 3. I don't know if I'll have it in me. But the fact that he, he looks like he is... I mean, he's always been passionate about these characters, but that that passion is still there. And that based on these quotes and quotes that Kevin Feige has made since then, it sounds like this isn't going to be the end of his tenure at Marvel, where I could almost see him moving into an executive producer role where maybe he's not directing Guardians 4 or a spinoff movie of a Star-Lord solo movie or whatever. uh, But he'll still be like the guy crafting those stories and serving and basically the overlord of the cosmic universe while Kevin Feige and like the Russos handle everything on earth and everything. So uh, I think this is great news. Yeah. I, I, I think Gunn has done a terrific job. I mean, I've only seen one film of his so far, which is guardians, mm-hmm. but all the hype for this next one looks like it's just as good. And do you ever see Feige stepping away? I mean, his, his contracts up at the end of phase three. So hypothetically he always could and i know like star wars is a big draw for him if like kathleen kennedy ever moved on to be like the ceo of disney or something like i could see him maybe doing that but i think feige is going to be around for a while since he he keeps talking about what phase four is going to be and everything he's so locked in that they haven't really made it clear that there's somebody else ready to take up those reins if he ever left yeah, I actually, with James Gunn, as far as he's concerned, I 
I didn't think there was going to be anyone else mm-hmm. for this for the third one. So I'm I'm happy to see that they confirmed it for sure. I yeah he he definitely has a good grasp of these characters. Uh, the first Guardians is definitely one of my favorite mm-hmm. Marvel movies. So I expect great things from the second one, and I'm glad that he's back for the third one because I feel like he knows exactly where he wants to take these characters. So. Yeah, interesting. And he said it's basically going to be. He said it's going to be the end of this iteration of the Guardians. That it's going to be the end of like, this trilogy. Um, so I think I think the Guardians will continue in some form after that. But whether they're the Cosmic Avengers and they bring in you know Thor makes an appearance every now and then or Iron Man or they bring in other, all these other characters, um, I like that he is getting to tell his trilogy and he's going to be the first Marvel director to make an entire trilogy as a director, um, which I think is great. So, uh, I mean, this is just, this is great news. It makes me even more confident going into guardians Two that not only that, that he have fun making this movie, but that he is eager to get back and do more. And his vision is going to go, com- you know, it's going to be completed. Mm-hmm. Like you said, like the first guy to actually do three movies in a row. I was about to be like, well, what about I? And then I realized Shane Black, yeah. yep. which. John Favreau did the first two. Yes. The Russos did the last two uh, Captain America movies. Um, now they're doing the next two Avengers. Joss Whedon did the first two Avengers. There's been a lot of people who have done two movies. Yeah. And I guess the Russos have the record of doing four because they're. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But if you're talking in a trilogy, yeah, I mean, James Gunn's first one, to, to, this is my trilogy. And like you were saying earlier, Colton, like what happened to just a good trilogy? Yeah. I think this could be just like, this is the trilogy. And then even if there's a Guardians 4, it'll be something very different with a completely different team and stuff. I also think too, like James Gunn is like super confident now after the first oh, yeah. one. Like he's he's willing and able to just throw whatever he wants at the screen right, right now that Marvel will allow. So, I mean, like... I mean, it's like, it's like, that makes a difference. Like the actors are on board with it too. Like Chris Pratt's having fun with the marketing, just mm-hmm. like hyping it up. And that's always a good sign. And then you get like, I mean, people like James Gunn and the Russo bro brothers, you know, when they're, you can just tell they're confident in their abilities to make good movies. Like, yeah, they're just, I mean, they, ex- they definitely experimented with things mm-hmm. we haven't seen before in Marvel and you know, it's paying off for them mm-hmm. big time. Right. For sure. So uh, seems like everything's going good with Guardians 3, and we already have our first, but what appears to be our first new addition to Guardians 3, whether it's going to be an addition to the team or maybe a villain uh, role for part of the movie. Um, but James Gunn confirmed to Slash Film that Adam Warlock was originally set to appear in Volume 2, Ooh. but during the pre-production process he got cut because his role wasn't as vital to the story as, and he didn't want to cut somebody out like Mantis or uh, Ego or somebody else. So he cut out and Warlock wanted to save him for a bigger uh, appearance. So he could have that, that big role that he deserves and that he confirmed that it will be guardians three, but he, and he is, he will definitely not be in Avengers infinity war. Well, finally, I've been shouting this guy's name at every possible twist and turn because I knew he was somewhat essential and now he's appearing guardians three. Yeah. Does anyone know? Colton, what do you think? Do you know Adam Warlock? I don't know mu- that much about him. I've heard the name plenty of times mm-hmm. when in associating with Guardians. Yeah, I know he's like here. a big guy in the comics, so it'll be good to have he him. He is like, I mean, I think this isn't really that surprising to me because if you're like, we haven't seen Guardians 2 yet, but it looks like they're laying a lot of ground to bring in Warlock by introducing the sovereign race, the race that created Adam Warlock, or bringing in Aisha, which is almost the female version of Adam Warlock. They keep laying all these seeds and everything, and 
when you're looking at a post Avengers three and four MCU, you got to bring in new heavy hitters, new leads. And Adam Warlock is almost as powerful as they come. He can eventually like he'll split himself up. So he's, he has just his good part. And then he, the bad part of him splits off to be its own separate person. Like he is, he is so crazy. Uh, I think that's just exactly the type of thing you just need to throw into phase four to Mm -hmm. keep the MCU moving for a while. Ooh. Well, so, it sounds like they're going to have a lot of fun with this. It sounds like something Gunn would do. Oh, yeah. Uh, do you guys have anybody you maybe want to see in Adam Warlock? I, I don't even know at this point. <laughs> Give <laughs> us some names. All Re- right. Well, reflexively, I want to shout Matthew McConaughey because I've heard you say <laughs> That's that That's my first choice. He is, uh, <laughs> that is my first yes, choice. And I'm he, on board with that. He was approached to be mm-hmm. in Guardians 2. Two which might have been uh, for that role. Which I very... I thought it was originally going to be for... Uh, Peter Quill's dad, but yeah, I think that's I think that's what they were going for. Um, but he almost if, seems like too young still to be. That's the thing. I mean, if if Adam Warlock's basically supposed to be like this perfect being, yeah, I mean that's Matthew McConaughey, that's Matthew McConaughey in a Lincoln McConaughey. commercial, right exactly. there. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Uh, yeah, I the, mean the Lincoln. Uh, I could. Uh, he's probably my number one choice. He's. For that. I yeah. think he's he's easy. My number one. If I had to go number two, it'd be Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh, he's, he's y- always great. He's younger. So if, if Adam Warlock's going to be a guy who sticks around for the next three phases or whatever, get him locked down ASAP. Mm. I, I I actually honestly have a hard time seeing Jake Gyllenhaal sign on for like an extended yeah, contract so though, with, like, with Marvel or whatever. Um, plus, I also kind of want to see him in a villain role in yeah. Marvel because Nightcrawler, he is He's so one of those good. people where he doesn't care about like a big name movie. He just no. wants to do what interests him. He's, so I but, don't, and I don't yeah. see him like wanting to be like, even if it's only a one movie contract, he's right. going to, he'll probably have that worry that there's potential for mm-hmm. more down the road. And yeah. He might not yeah. want to be like sign on for that yeah. long of I a think, commitment. I think honestly, if he is going to join a superhero franchise, it's going to be Deadpool because if, he like, if, yeah. if you guys watched any any, any, the, any yeah. of like the press stuff from life mm-hmm. him and ryan reynolds together are like mm-hmm. the definition of a bromance like yeah one afternoon like i just was watching one of their interviews and then i watched like i'd like to be a part i of watched someday. like six more because they're just they're <laughs> so funny together their wired uh i mean google autocomplete interview is hilarious yeah i mean jake gyllenhaal was also like making trying to make a case for ryan reynolds being nominated for yeah. an oscar for deadpool so, too, so. i think I think I'd love to, I'd love to see that happen. Um, other pitches we mentioned Army Hammer early in the podcast. Yeah. I heard that suggestion um, this week. I would be on board. He wouldn't. He wasn't the first choice that I had. But uh, if they're going to somebody, I think Army Hammer is somebody that will eventually land a superhero role. Maybe he's already got one at DC, mm-hmm. and he just keeps playing coy with everybody. But uh, I could see that happening. Uh, some other dark horses, Luke Evans. Yeah, that I think I, I think Luke Evans could do uh, really well in the role as well. Same with Ryan Gosling if he's looking to get into the superhero uh, universe. And I know he was approached for Doctor Strange, so Disney's shown interest in him in the past. And then dark horse guy that I just thought of like randomly, uh, if they want to go younger, Sam Claflin from uh, Hunger Games. I don't. I've never been impressed with him as an actor necessarily. Cause, I mean, he's fine in the Hunger Games movies, but I think Catching Fire when he was like more his like flamboyant Finnick right. self, that was when he was his. And best, I mean, best. and if Adam Warlock's going to be kind of that perfect guy, just like I'm the per- perfect person, I don't have time for you. I feel like he could kind of pull that off yeah. pretty well. Go and follow with Luke Evan thread. Also in Beauty and the Beast. What, what about Dan Stevens? 
uh, yeah, I could definitely see that. Yeah. But he's also in Legion, so I don't know. I feel like Legion's going to run for a long time because yeah, that first it. season was uh, very highly uh, received positively. So Was it? It was. Mm. Uh, you said that so accusingly. It. You said it so accusingly. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> like, what's it cool? <laughs> How I don't know. You? I didn't. I didn't hear anything about it. Oh, so really? Was just, yeah. That's like, that, like I feel like that's the show that, like, outside of like Fargo or Game of Thrones, is like the it's one really that like that. everybody's like oh. buzzing about. I didn't like think it was like the best show I'd ever seen, but I mean, it's it's the weirdest show I've probably ever seen. Yeah, <laughs> that's I was for sure. so surprised when it was getting positive reviews for a <laughs> superhero genre. It was just yeah. <laughs> uh, Audrey Plaza is incredible in that as well. So she's in Legion as well. Mm-hmm. I did not know that. Yeah, catch up, Colton. Yeah. Come on, come on, man. Sorry, um, you just don't have time for these TV shows. You won't have just time. Game to... of Thrones and uh, I guess just rewatching The Office. That's all I have yeah, time for. That, that is that is that's that's not a bad thing, I guess. And you won't have any more time this summer because there is a a, a busy summer uh, this year, and we're gonna do our top ten most anticipated lists. Of the summer, ranging from May to August, uh, we'll start by doing our 10 through 6s, then our 5 through 2s, uh, and then we'll end with our number 1s. Uh, I'll kick it off, uh, then we'll go Josh, then Colton. Uh, start with my number 10. I don't have any honorable mentions, um, just because I don't. <laughs> uh, Fair enough. Uh, so my number 10, yeah. The Mummy. Uh, you can't lose with Cruz, so I had to give him. I had to put him on the list. You made a good uh, point there. Yeah, I roll uh, my I, know, I roll my eyes at that. But okay. uh, I don't think it's going to be the the what the ten like the tenth best movie I see this summer. But from the trailers, I think it looks creepy in certain points. I think it looks fun. Jake Johnson, I'm a big fan of his, uh, and I, I'm really interested to see what Sof- Sophia Patella does as the Mummy. Plus, this is setting up this whole universal <laughs> monster universe. So. Uh, uh, yes. I want to. I need them to hook me now, <laughs> so that way I can be like on board for what's to come. So that's what that's my number ten. Uh, number nine of Atomic Blonde uh, trailers have been really good so far. David Leach coming off of John Wick, the first one, and he's going to do Deadpool two next year. Uh, it looks like a female John Wick, and Charlize is looks like she's going to kill it in that role. Uh, physicality wise and just like comedy you have james mcavoy in there john goodman sophie patella again uh i mean it's just great cast great looking action so let's watch my number nine number eight i have detroit uh a movie we just recently kind of found out like i mean i knew that it was coming out but got our first look at it last week uh Catherine biglow's next movie you got john boyega john krasinski uh will poulter um Anthony Mackie, a bunch of the people on there, and it looks like super intense. Uh, it looks really well shot. It looks like it's a really great story. So yeah, uh, sure. that's one that near the end of, or I think it's the beginning, the first week of August when it comes out. Like that's one that I'll definitely be there week one for. Uh, number seven, I have Wonder Woman. Uh, I think these trailers have been really great so far. Um, and I liked Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman in BVS. Didn't love her or whatever, but thought she was good. Um, but it's still DC and they have burned me in the past. <laughs> so I'm apprehensive to get too excited. Um, and then, you know, because of like Lego sets and everything, I know there's more to this movie than uh, meets the eye. So, how that's going to progress naturally, I'm not sure. 
So I feel like it could almost be three separate movies where it's the Themyscira origin, then it's her being introduced to the modern world, and then it's the big climactic uh, CGI fest battle. So uh yeah <laughs> that's the traditional superhero movie right there. I, I guess um but i mean i mean the action looks good i'm excited to see patty jenkins uh what she can take with the superhero genre then number six the last one for my section right here uh alien covenant the trailers yeah. again look fun but also super scary we have the xenomorphs the neomorphs any morphs you want uh, except for the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers uh, <laughs> appearing in this Good movie. Um, Ridley Scott is back to direct it, and I really liked Prometheus, even though I know that's a kind of divisive movie. Um, and, I mean, you have Catherine Watterson coming off uh, Fantastic Beasts. You have uh, James Franco. You have a ton of other people, Danny McBride yep. and everybody. Fastbender. Um, Fastbender, of course, is back. So after being impressed with Prometheus and being a fan of the first two alien movies uh as well i think this is going to be a pretty big summer movie all right I'm yeah, up then. okay well up. i've got two honorable mentions okay. um first one is brad pitt's war machine the okay him, the, the netflix movie right? yeah, yeah it is coming streaming this may him ben kingsley and will fulton mm-hmm. or fullerton but I didn't know that was coming out in May. So yeah, was... it it looks good. It looks like it's taking a critical look at the war in Afghanistan and how like unwinnable, quote for quote, it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, is I hate Okay, but yeah. Anyway, uh, that and Detroit are my honorable mentions. Oh, okay, I wanted to get Detroit in there, but um, this is summer movies and I have a little bit different standards. So, okay. At number ten, War for the Planet of the Apes, for all of the reasons. Um, it's got Woody Harrelson playing the most vicious-looking commander I've ever seen. Uh, it's looking, taking like a geopolitical look at the apes, and I think that looks fantastic. And it's shaping up to be, you know, the end-all, be-all for a, a wonderful trilogy. So uh, Matt Reeves hasn't let me down, and I'm looking forward to it. Uh, number nine, I've got Wonder Woman. Um, for mm-hmm. every reason you've said, uh, I think that the character has there's so much potential uh for her uh you know in the dc world it's been lukewarm to say the least i think this is one that's coming out after all of the critical um you know insight if you will to the bvs and suicide squad so i think it has a real chance to impress and i think gal gadot has got at least got the wonder woman persona down Mm-hmm. So I'm really curious to see if Patty Jenkins can like seal the deal. And then number eight, I've got Alien Covenant. For all the reasons you've said, uh, the cast, you you could just say so many things about. But it also looks like a true horror movie. And that's what I'm most excited for, uh, is to see, you know, what Ridley Scott has up his sleeve for a franchise, you know, that he's loved so much. And he spent a ton of time on. So that's awesome number seven and i can't believe i'm even putting this here but it's guardians of the galaxy 2 and i love the franchise and i think james gunn's done a wonderful job like i've said that um but the reason it is so low is just because there are a couple other ones that i think are super unique or have more opportunity for me but and then go to number six right yes and then number six it's Transformers last night Whoa. because because it's so interesting about it's a reset of 
supposedly it's a reset of what they've done. Sir Anthony Hopkins' voice has just been, you know, is like thrown a chain it's around out me. to you. Yeah. It? It's, it's either dragging me to the bottom of the ocean to suffocate <laughs> me or he's carrying me to a new height. Like you could like, but that's just how I feel. Um, it seems to have this emotional gravitas to it and I could possibly, you know, hold up, but maybe not. Possibly. I cannot believe you have Transformers at six. All right. Uh, well, you didn't want me to put it three. Well, I mean, if you want to put it three, go ahead. I'm just surprised. It's All right, Colton, I'm taking heat. Okay, go for yeah. it. Um, uh, first, really quick, I'm gonna. I would say Transformers would be in my honorable mentions, but that second trailer that came out with the whole kids taking the stand oh, was yeah. I, the I, I was I not a fan the of only that one at all that, that. that literally yeah that trailer just didn't do it for me at all it actually made it worse so that's actually not going to be in my you, honorable mentions <laughs> did you see the third one the third trailer yes the third trailer yeah, the first like, trailer was the best one definitely the best one yeah third one was okay it wasn't yeah. nearly as good as the first one i mean that being said the first trailer wasn't like it wasn't a amazing, but it was something right. I was like interested that it was going to yeah, go back same. in like time like that. Um, I'm not really going to dive too much into my honorable mentions because you guys have already discussed them a little bit. I got Atomic Blonde in Detroit. So uh, my number 10 is actually All Eyes on Me, the oh. Tupac movie coming out. I just oh. uh, I recently saw Straight Out of Compton for the first time, yeah. and I think it's I mean, just because of the subject matter, it's got a very similar feel to that movie. And that mm. movie was great. Um, the the actor Demetrius Ship Jr. that's playing Tupac, he's looks just he looks like just him. Yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. Yeah, so just just that alone, I mean, I'm just in, excited to see like the story, the story, like you know, play out. So, yeah, that's my number ten. Uh, number nine, I got Baywatch. Whoa. Um, just Dwayne the Rock Johnson playing his over the top mm. self is just something I'm looking forward to. I think it'll be a great time in the theater. You know. <laughs> you know, watching it with friends and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, attractive female leads. Yeah. It's going to be great. Always um, hopes. Yeah. It, it, like I said, it's just going to be a great time in the theater watching that. I can already tell just based on the trailers, it looks like a good time. It's a director of Horrible Bosses as well. And I have down here, he also did a couple episodes of The Office from, I believe, season seven. So okay. that was actually still when it was oh, pretty Oh, yeah. That means great. there's probably so, some great improv I mean, so he there. definitely has some good you know, comedic material yeah, up his awesome. sleeve already. I was so. I was on board for Baywatch that first trailer. Mm-hmm. Everything since then I've kinda gotten less interested in the movie. Really? But I'm hoping that it's still it's still gonna I think it'll still be funny. I can't think of a Zach Efron comedy that's let me down. Neighbors too. Well okay. That was all right. Yeah, see that was all right. But you know you add the rock, I think it's it's winning. Sure. All right. Yeah, just just the fact that the Rock is going to be playing like they they're going all in on his like corny over the top self. So yeah. I I'm <laughs> on board with that for sure. Um, especially that scene where he's just like diving into the fire. Yeah. <laughs> or the, or the what does refrigerators have to do with saving people's yeah. lives? He's yeah. like, shut up, it's Baywatch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, stuff like that. So they're definitely self aware. So I can appreciate that. Um, number eight, I have Alien Covenant. Um, just it's continuation of this franchise so that's what has me excited Ridley Scott's returning um I was a little I would be skeptical of of Ridley Scott if it weren't for the Martian yeah because up to that point he had done some stinkers like the counselor and uh what was the Exodus oh yeah Yeah, so yeah so those two right there I was like oh Ridley Scott what's going (laughs) on with you you know type thing but he he definitely turned it around with the Martian I'm happy to see him return to form I think he'll be great with 
coming back to the alien franchise as well. Cause like Cooper said, I, I, I like a Prometheus too. I think it's good. Um, Michael Fassbender, big fan of his too. Yep. So I'm happy to see him return. I'm actually, the cast as a whole is really great in this yeah. one. I'm, I'm mostly excited to see how James Franco and Danny McBride are going to fit in with the cast because yeah. those two are just some people that I can't picture like in an alien movie, but <laughs> I'm a, yeah, I'm excited to see like how they play out in it and how they're going to be. And then, yeah, just based on the trailer, it looks intense. Mm-hmm. It looks like it's going to be kind of jumpy scares and, yeah. and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, my number seven is Wonder Woman, just like you. Um, which I think cat. you added number eight for Alien. And yeah, number so. Seven. yeah, so yeah, Wonder Woman. I just said basically DC needs a winner at this yeah. point, and uh, it, it's got to be this one, right? You know, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the trailers look great, but I also will say that with some skepticism because. Uh, last summer, the Suicide Squad trailers looked fantastic to me, yeah, and, and that, I was so excited for that. And then I was so oh, let down. So let down. <laughs> yeah, so let down by Suicide Squad. Do yeah. you need this to be good to keep your interest for Justice League? I'm, oh, or do I'm you think gonna, they're? I'm still gonna see them, but okay. yeah, I think I, I think DC as as a company, I guess, needs Wonder Woman to be good. Yeah, I think for me, I know if Wonder Woman's not good, even though it's almost not related to justice league at all. I will have a lot less interest in justice league. If one room comes out and it is another, it's on the same level of suicide squad or Batman Superman, which I still, I can find enjoyment in those movies and certain pieces, but they are very flawed films overall. So if mm-hmm. that's the same with Wonder woman, then I have no reason to say, well, justice League's going to be the one to turn around <laughs> yeah. even because it started shooting two weeks after BVS came yeah. out. So, um, well, I will say with that though, ragging on DC, Batman v Superman is one of those movies I was going into with a lot of skepticism and I thought it was going to be terrible. I actually enjoyed it for the most part. I actually did enjoy it. The the like biggest thing for me that I didn't like about it was the last 30 minutes oh, yeah. with the yeah. abo- with You should uh you should look I up I was going to say abomination but <laughs> with I mean, Doomsday. It's yeah. abomination light. You should look up the Batman v Superman no justice cut yeah. online. But like that see that's what I'm saying though like Wonder Woman that was like the majority of her stuff was in that last thirty minutes so like uh, like it was just too much CGI that's what that's my yeah. one that's probably my biggest concern with this movie is like the action scenes are gonna just be CGI fest type deal which I think they get into too much now I mean if it's done right it's mm-hmm. okay but knowing DC right, I mean, Civil, like I mean, Man Civil of Steel is, was the uh, same way with me Civil War like the airport battle is a huge yeah, CG fest but it, it works because yeah. you can't really you're not thinking that when you're watching it with with the doomsday fight, I was just like, Oh, just giant, like orange bubbles. <laughs> yeah, and stuff. The, yeah. The final set was ridiculous. Yeah. I will say that. So yeah, that's, that's one thing that I'm skeptical about. Plus the trailers. Cause like suicide squad was mm-hmm. a perfect example of that. Um, also I'd like to mention that, you know, I don't know much about wonder woman as a character, so I'm interested to see her backstory. Mm-hmm. And, uh, also the fact that it's taking place like at a period piece, kind of like how captain America, the first Avenger yeah. was, mm-hmm. I'm ex- like, I think if they go that route, it'll be, really uh good actually mm-hmm. so yeah and the action it uh, based on the trailers the action does look really good yeah. so like choreographed and everything so i'm excited about that um and i'm also interested to see how they're gonna like tie it in with justice right. league or whatever we'll have some like the yeah. last 10 minutes will be in the present yeah. day or something okay yeah my number six is actually i wanted to put this higher but uh, there's just too many like franchise type movies that are i'm gonna put above it but baby driver I could ah. see this one actually being like top three for the summer. Mm-hmm. Uh, just Edgar Wright, great cast. Uh, the early reviews for it are, you know, making me excited. And the soundtrack is just yeah. going to be great. The 
the trailers are awesome for it and yeah just the fact that edgar Wright's on i he's one of those directors where you mm-hmm. just you have see to his see name it. and you're like oh i'm gonna watch it especially yeah. after well scott pilgrim i just saw that for the mm-hmm. first time last week and man i was so i was mad at myself for <laughs> for missing taking out. it that long yeah, yeah to see it so not gonna make the same mistake with baby driver yeah uh perfect transition into my number five oh. that is baby driver awesome. um like pretty much everything you said colin uh edgar wright i've kind of come on to him almost in the last couple of years with, you know, seeing Hot Fuzz, Scott Pilgrim, um, even um, what's the end of the world the one? World's End. World's End. And um, Shaun of the Dead. Too. I, haven't, I haven't seen Shaun of the Dead yet. That's, that's like the, that's the one that I think I'm Whoa. missing. Yeah, get um, on that. From Edgar Wright's filmography. But, that's his best. Um, I think Scott Pilgrim's always going to be the best. I think that movie's just so fun. Um, <laughs> yeah. but it's there. I think Baby Driver could come close to that because I think – you have a stacked cast with John Hamm, Ansel Elgort in the lead as Baby, uh, which I can't wait to see how other, however many other like ways they joke about saying Baby, 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 and everything. <laughs> yeah, the trailer, it's just uh, like it's, it's, uh, it's so good. There's got to be some Justin um, Bieber yeah. line. Oh yeah, uh, you know Jamie Foxx, John Bernthal, Kevin Spacey, um, even like Lily James. I'm interested to see her. What looks to be a, a bigger role, um, even though I mean I guess she was the lead in Cinderella, so she's <laughs> yeah, not going to be. Role. It's not going to be bigger <laughs> than that, but. And it's it's a different type of movie, um, and the act like just like the way he's shooting all these car scenes, the one the alleyway shot. Every time I oh, see that, just, where he just does like the yeah. half spin, half bag, I'm like, how are you doing this, Edgar Wright? Like you're blowing my mind right now. <laughs> uh, but it's like it shouldn't, because like the f- crazy thing is that is a better stunt than any of the car stunts in Fast and Furious. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, that is more like because I'm like that is real. And I don't know how you did that because <laughs> uh, I don't think that should be possible. But you did it somehow, Edgar Wright. And even when like. El Gord's like jumping over the car. Yeah. It looks like it's going to have a really personal storyline for baby. And I mean, it looks like Kevin Spacey's like the villain. Mm-hmm. So is John Hamm almost. Um, I think both of them can play that up really well in a really like kind of campy and fun way that Edgar Wright's style really goes towards. Uh, number four, we've got Dunkirk, got Christopher Nolan. Um, Christopher Nolan's trailers don't always sell me. That's the thing that uh-huh. uh, I know. Like we discussed, like have we only had like one Dunkirk trailer. We had one Dunkirk trailer and one teaser. Yeah. So like the like it, the trailer. Like, the did it the, for me. the thing like, that got me most excited was seeing the IMAX. Yeah, you saw the footage. Yeah, and it's it's, it's, still... my, it's number four. Like <laughs> get off my back. Uh, uh, it just like I think like this one of those cases where by the end of the summer it'll probably be one of my top three so i can maybe bump mm-hmm. up a spot here sure but like if it finishes fourth it wouldn't also shock me um so i i mean it doesn't have like kind of that typical a-list cast of christopher nolan even though it has a lot of those stars as well it doesn't have like Fionn whitehead and the one direction guy are the leads basically i don't know how good either of them are going to be i mean i trust nolan as director to cast and get good performances but He's also said it's kind of it's going to be kind of a quieter film with not a lot of dialogue. Um, it's going to be kind of split up into three different sections or three perspectives. So how all that jives together, I don't know. I, again, I trust Nolan as director. He makes fantastic movies, and I'll probably be the same to Dunkirk. But right now, if I had to choose, all right, here you can have any, watch any of these movies. There are three others I would choose before. So that's why it's my number four. Number three, uh, Spider and Homecoming. Uh, it's, it's first Spider-Man within the Marvel Cinematic Universe. 
the trailers have been really fun. I love Tom Holland as Spider-Man from Civil War. Um, I like John Watts as a director from Cop Car. And uh looks like all their younger cast is good as well. Plus, Michael Keaton uh, looks like he's going to be a really great villain as Vulture. I just watched The Founder this week. And he is fantastic in that as being kind of like this, okay, well, I'm a business guy and I'm going to shrewdly screw you over. Uh, mm-hmm. So I think if he can kind of bring some of that and then up it up a little bit for like some tenacity and more villainy, then I think he's going to have a really be one of the stronger villains within the MCU. Uh, and hopefully he'll be able to stick around for a while. Um, number two, I got War for the Planet of the Apes. Uh, it is a franchise that at least this, this last, these last two movies that I've just loved, um, a lot. And I think this is going to be Matt Reeves' best work out of this and probably his filmography up to this point, uh, make, it'll make me more excited to see his Batman movie. I feel like plus, uh, just outside of that, you have the visuals from the trailers alone are just breathtaking. I mean, the way that they seamlessly put CGI and real stuff together. It's, it's unlike anything that like, I feel like we see, I feel like this is a more impressive visual movie in the, this series has been these last, or what will be this trilogy than like avatar because he mixes together that real world stuff and the fake so well that you were like, these might be real monkeys and they might actually be really talking. And I just am behind and science is keeping all these secrets. Like, that is possible. Uh, and plus, and, I mean, Andy Serkis does a great yeah. job as Caesar. So uh, it looks like it's just going to be great. Okay, I have something to say okay. because you brought up the CGI thing. I recently dug through, this is not related at all, but I recently <laughs> dug through Star Wars Episode One's uh, spe- special extras. Uh-huh. And I watched how they created Jar Jar Binks. Okay. And I will say this. While I hate everything about that character in those movies... I, I, you said you loved him. Is that true? Please tell me it's not. Yes. Really? Okay. Anyway. No. Anyway, their creation of him, but yes. was like, like the creation of him though was foundational for Gollum, yeah. which was Circus, and everything else since then. So I, I do want to go back and say the creation of Jar Jar Binks was beneficial to the movie industry mm-hmm. as a whole. Sure. Maybe some would say even like the most beneficial character in movie mm, history. I don't. I think. Mm. Well, I think you could say that he certainly had an influence on helping. You're gonna say with on that. helping like the CGI effects and everything. Yeah, but like he wasn't performance capture, right? Yeah, he was performance capture. Really? Yep. Yeah. Okay. It's definitely. It's. I mean, I think Andy Circus. Andy Circus has taken this to a whole other with Gollum, mm-hmm. with King Kong. Yes. With and like with this franchise, I mean, every single movie it gets a step up. Where yeah. you're just like, how? Like, how to the are point they where doing Jar Jar this? doesn't really uh, right. Like that, just the CGI in episode yeah. one doesn't hold up anymore. But yeah, correct. But I mean, that movie is what sixteen ninety nine. Yeah, whatever, yeah. like seventeen, eighteen years old. So I mean, I don't fault. Star Wars for that. Like, sure. I mean, I can give them a little yeah, bit of credit. Fault Star Wars for anything ever. <laughs> sure. Whatever you want to say. Okay. I'm sorry. That's a different discussion, but keep going. Yeah. I, I think, uh, it's a movie that if I could choose a movie to watch right now, that's coming out this summer, it would be my second choice, which is why it's my number two. All right. So that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. That's you. Yeah, all right. Oh, number five, then I've got atomic blonde. Uh, you already mentioned the cast. We've got John Goodman, We've got James McAvoy, but Charlize Theron, who's just been killing it lately, 
with her roles. Fast and Furious is a nice side yeah, she project killed. for her. I mean, I mean, she was fine. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. She literally spoiler, was, killing. She was, she was yeah, killing people. I can't tell you, like, coming off of those two John Wick movies, which I was introduced to over this last year, mm-hmm. uh, I this action is just unbelievable. Mm-hmm. And not only that, it's set in one of my favorite eras ever, which is the 70s, 80s, the Cold War. I think it's the coolest time, you know, for American history, like the scariest too. And calling it Atomic Blonde, just like, that's an epic title. Yeah, it is. A lot better than, uh, it was originally called Coldest City. Yeah, Ooh. I know. I yeah. that. <laughs> this is definitely, definitely a better title. Was it the coldest city or the coldest? Yeah, it was yeah. the coldest city. Yeah. Definitely headline grabbing. Oh, yeah. You know, for sure. And uh, every time I see a trailer, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is going to be great. And then, think, you know, as the neon slides across, yeah. I'm like. Wasn't Michael dope. Fassbender at one point attached? I thought he was. I might be thinking of something else. Um, I don't think so. I mean, he could hmm, be. I possibly. Mean, maybe, they, I think maybe they swapped there was, out. I think there was an actor that was attached to this at one point that had me. Like anticipating it, and then he departed from out. it. Possibly yeah. McAvoy's character. It's possible. Yeah, I, I mean, they they swapped out Magneto for Professor X, so yeah, I think it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just and anytime McAvoy, the, the two times he shows up, three times he showed up in all of the mm-hmm. uh, promotional material so far, he just looks so creepy. Right. Like as he walks out there, I'm like creepy but funny. Yeah. Like a funny butler sidekick, and I, I just think that's great. Um, number four. I have Valerian in the City of a Thousand Planets. I've been wary of this. Mm-hmm. I didn't include it in my 2017 look ahead, mm-hmm. but I have it here because the new trailer have kind of flushed out everything that's going on. And not only do it, do I think it looks like you know a wonderful standalone spectacle away from franchises and block like you know traditional blockbuster movies. Um, Dane. Dehan, mm-hmm. I think that's how you say his last name, and Cara Devangeline, they look like they have terrific chemistry, you know, playing uh, two interstellar police officer cops mm-hmm. or whatever their uh, their thing is. And the story seems somewhat captivating, even though I'm not clear what's going on. Yeah. But all of the uh, special effects and works look magnificent and magical and, you know, all, all fantastic. Ethan Hawke is going to show up somewhere in here oh really is yeah. he is he a voice I, he may be i don't hmm. there's no listing for his cast so interesting yeah and then rihanna's showing up too as some kind of like changeling person i like i like that special effect that's probably one of my favorite parts of the marketing it's just she flips off the hat and yeah then and like, like, and like yeah she's just like i don't know yeah i mean she's super cool she did not impress me in a what a battleship or oh, <laughs> oh. is that the role that movie yeah. she's in yeah yeah but uh hopefully this will be better yes for sure so uh, I'm looking forward to that. Um, number three, I have Baby Driver. And for all the reasons you've said, um, Colton mentioned like the soundtrack. Like, like I, uh, The Guardians are great because they've got that score to them that mm-hmm. naturally fits with it. And this is kind of that, that same thing. Um, John Berthold, Jamie Foxx, and John Hamm. Like three suave people that can play heroes and villains. And they're all villains this time around. Yep. Uh, especially looking at John Berthal because not only do I love him as the Punisher, and I can't wait for his series, which is yeah, it's, soon. Uh, they haven't announced a release date, but it's coming out this year. Yeah, awesome. So oh, it can't it is this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm so I'm probably like for November. That. Yeah, this, probably. This is gonna be a great prime uh, for him. But Kevin Spacey, while I've been dying for the next season of House of Cards, <laughs> which is coming soon, but him next month, right? Yes, yeah, he 
as a villain is like just so genius, but he also seems like a, like a smart too, mm-hmm. which is why I love him in like the number 23 or 23, 23, the card game. Oh, 21. Yes. Yeah. 21. He's, he's great. Right. In that he's in that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like this looks like that. So is, uh, who's the girl in that? Um, I want to say it's Kate Mara, but it's not it. No, it's not. Someone who reminds me of Kate Mara though. Go on. I'll find I, it. I hear you. Uh, but he he looks like the same kind of villain, and the fact that him and Baby seem like they're on good terms for the beginning and up until, you know, whatever happens happens that sets off the movie. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that relationship and things like that. Um, then I go to number two, right? Yes. Okay. So I've got Spider-Man: Homecoming. Um, you he already hit on Michael Keaton, and I I think he looks like the best part, just because. One, I love Michael Keaton, not only from his my early Batman years, but I haven't had a role. I haven't seen him in a role where I've just been like, Ugh, what a waste. Uh, I recently saw, what's that movie called? Birdman? In the, oh, yeah. And first of all, is that the movie's not all one take, is it? They say that. I don't think it is. I, I've only seen it one time. But, but it certainly feels yeah. like it's all one take. And I think that's so cool. But anyway, he's he's great in that. Um, also, Spotlight, I think I love his character mm-hmm. there. And I really think he's going to help step this movie up and step Marvel villains up. But this is also looking like a John Hughes team comedy. And that's what I can't wait mm-hmm. to see, um, how it relates to Peter Parker and him being having all of this responsibility on him while still finding time, you know, to go to the dance. I just think that's a, such yeah. a cool premise to base it around. And that's number two. All right. Uh, I'm going to five now, right? Yes. Okay. No, my number five is uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. Dead Men Tell No Tales. I'm going to probably ah. get a little bit of slack for this. but I was wondering when one of you guys was going to mention yeah, this. Yeah. I actually, I'm a pretty big fan of that series. Even the ones that people don't seem to like. <laughs> um, I don't know what it is. I just like the characters. I like the action. I I loved Davy Jones as a villain. A lot of people didn't like him, but I don't know. Oh, he was good. Yeah, I mean, yeah, with this one, I'm I'm excited with the old characters returning. I'm a little mad at some of the marketing here in the past week because yeah. of a reveal that they had where I would have just liked to have been surprised in the movie mm-hmm. versus yeah. learning about it like a month before. Good old trailers. Yeah. Um, I really like I'm on board with Javier Bardem as the villain. I'm what I'm a little skeptical about at this point is this use of like this the CGI, CGI yeah. with them. I don't know. Like I feel like he would be better just as like himself as a, in a villain yep. role. Um I feel like they should have gone that route, but yeah. I don't know. It, it might be good. We'll see. It doesn't look good from the trailers, but I mean <laughs> it's, you're still not your number 5. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um yeah, I mean, I mean, just hit that. Oh, character. you're talking. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. I thought you were talking about the movie in general. Doesn't look good. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it looks it looks okay. It's just like the like I said like earlier on. Um, me putting it at number five does not necessarily mean I think it's going to be that good. Right. It's just, it's just the whole fact that it's part and of the pirates. franchise that yeah. I'm a fan of. Okay. So, um, yeah, the my excitement extends from just like nostalgia to mm-hmm. a little bit. But yeah, also Captain Jack Sparrow. He's an iconic character. Just having him come back is, I mean, one of the only things Johnny Depp has going for him anymore. <laughs> I mean, unless like Fantastic Beast turns his career around. But like at I this think point, I would be on board with that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Jack Sparrow, though. Yeah, he's for sure. he's all he's got, and it's it's nice to have him back. You know, my number four. 
see, this is tough for me because my number four and number three are almost interchangeable. I don't know what to put in first, but I'm going to go ahead and settle on Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 for my number four. Um, the fir- Based on the fact that the first one was one of Marvel's best, um, great characters. The soundtrack is always great. I'm excited to hear that. I've purposefully stayed away from the soundtrack list for this yeah, next same. one. I I did catch a glimpse of one song, and it's a song I actually do love already. Ooh. So I'm happy to see it in there. But I'm also mad at myself for having seen that <laughs> as I was scrolling through it. But uh, yeah, also I mean, for the most part, I I don't know where this movie is going to go. Mm-hmm. So which is always nice, and I mean, we don't have to wait that long for it either. So and. I'm just I'm expecting the same type of quality as the we got from the first one. I'm expecting it to be as good, mm-hmm. which is a big for sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my number three is going to be War for the Planet of the Apes. Okay. Um, I mean, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes was just a technical achievement. It was a great movie. Just built up a lot of tension. The action was phenomenal. Um, just based on the trailers for this one alone, it just looks just amazing um i don't really know what else to say about it other than it just it has me excited just because it just looks so cool Mm -hmm. based on like the posters the marketing and all that stuff and woody harrelson is the villain yeah i mean come on it's great (laughs) it's great it's great it's what we've been waiting for yeah okay my and matt reeves obviously yes he's proven so especially with don he's like he's almost he's like if this movie hits like i think it will he'll be at that point where like I'll see any of his movies instantly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kind of like where like Denny Villeneuve has gotten to recently. Yeah, he is like, definitely. I'm seeing your movies mm-hmm. instantly. I think Matt Reeves will get to that same kind of status mm-hmm. of being one of my favorite working directors. If I think he's not that's already. this is kind of off topic, but like when you mentioned Denny's Villeneuve, uh, Blade Runner, that's oh, yeah. one of the big reasons why I'm excited for that is simply because he's the director. Oh yeah, that. for sure. Uh, so I, I did my number three. My number two is Spider Man Homecoming. Ah. Um, I mean, Spider-Man in his first movie with the Marvel Cinematic Universe, technically. So he's my favorite Marvel character. So I'm really excited to see what they how they're able to do with him. I thought he was perfect in Civil War, um, just like the perfect version of that character. Yes, that, which is what I wanted to see. Um, I think it's cool what they're doing with the story. Like I, I saw a little tidbit about uh, how their movies opening, how how they're tying yeah. it back with like the beginning of yeah you know, the end of Avengers kind of thing. So mm-hmm. they're kind of tying in that way. So I'm excited to see like where that story is going to go. I think it's cool that, you know, shocker is going to be in it as well as vulture. Yeah. I mean, those characters aren't necessarily like <laughs> ones that I'm like, Oh yeah, I can't wait. Like yeah. a venom or, you know, obviously <laughs> right. or Mysterio, but like, I think that they're good villains I for a first movie, exactly. you know? So, um, so we can prep up for the, the big guns in the next yeah. couple. Yeah. Um, yeah. Michael Keaton, great great casting there um i i have iron man as a point of why i'm excited for it because he's gonna be in it you know yeah Yeah. it's just great to have him you know just show up in a movie again we talked about the 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 latest trailer a couple weeks ago Mm -hmm. and where he's featured heavily in Mm -hmm. it again and there's the whole fairy scene where he kind of he saves the fairy looks like did you have any issues do you have any issues with how they're using him in the marketing and everything that he's so prominent with Iron that, Man? Yeah, I know that's been like a... No, of... I actually... I I think... 
I feel like you could sell Spider-Man based on it, Spider-Man alone, but I'm fine with them including Iron Man too. It just gets people more excited. Exactly. So, yeah. I mean, I'm fine with that. I don't think they're going to be spoiling too much with that. I think it's cool the way they're using them. Yeah, yeah. Sony's definitely in charge of the marketing. Mm-hmm. That's all I took from it was. Yeah. Yeah. They got they're they're using their part of the deal. Yeah, I we mean want like Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> like yeah. they said that he's only in like five or six scenes, so if that's true, then like they're showing all those scenes in the trailer, which yeah, I'm fine I just with because yeah. then you get more also, new I kinda, Spidey stuff. Yeah, I kind of don't hope that they show all the cool stuff with Iron Man. I don't think they have, but no. I don't want to see like with the Amazing Spider-Man 2, there were like yeah. TV spots the week of that just kept over and over again on TV. And it's just like, oh, they're showing so much. Yeah, I hope that's not some uh, case of what we get with this one. Um, I don't think it will be, though. No. I think Marvel, like... I think they figured it out. Um, and also I have... That it has, I I think it has potential to maybe be the best Spider-Man yet, just based on the iteration of the character. Although I will say this, I still You're believe that Spider-Man Two, Spider-Man Two, Tobey Maguire is very tough to beat, and I it is. will go into this with those expectations that it's not going to be as good as that, and I think it'll help me out there. Yeah. And that's yep. Yeah, I totally agree. Especially, oh yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, I mean, Spider-Man Two is like one of the top comic book movies mm-hmm. like ever made, so. I think it should be too. It broke a lot of ground. Oh yeah. For I mean, we 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 reviewed like the trilogy oh, yeah. last week or two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. And like, yeah, I mean, just the way that they they moved that movie is so good. But it's gonna be hard to surpass it when you don't have J. Jonah Jameson. That's true. I think true. But the other perfect. one didn't have Iron Man. Didn't have uh, I don't know. Vulture's gonna be a better villain than Doc Ock. But, of course. Uh, of course. It's. I mean, it's there's some chances. You never know. Um, so that was your number two. Uh, so moving on to my number one, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. I'm wearing a Guardian shirt right now uh, as we record, so shouldn't be that big of a surprise, I guess. Yeah, I am a nerd, so uh, get on my level, I guess. Um, like we, I was saying when we talked about Guardians Three and everything, I loved the first movie. It's, I think it's in my top five favorite Marvel movies. Um, the only big critique I have on that first movie is just I didn't like that. Ronan died at the end. Yeah, they just, I was just like, eh, I feel like he was underutilized. I was like, yeah, I was like, he could have saved him and kept him around a little bit. But uh, that's beside the point of this movie. I think it looks like you have that same group of five guardians back and they, they look funnier. They look uh, more confident than they did in the first movie. You have baby Groot. So that's a plus. Yes. Uh, Cause he looks, he looks hilarious in the, in the trailers and Drax, I think is going to, they're going to rely more on him for the comedy and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm interested to see, Mantis's uh, introduction. Uh, plus, you have Kurt Russell as a planet. I want to see his face on a giant planet talking. I think that's going to be incredible if they do that. Uh, they have to. They have to. I mean, yeah, that, you have you have Stallone in there. Uh, I mean, I keep forgetting that it's he's in it. there's there's so there's so 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 many people in this movie. And if it is laying the foundation foundation for like Adam Warlock or more seeds for like infinity war or what else is to come in the MCU. It has like, it has five post credit scenes. So like, yeah, <laughs> that, that's incredible. Um, there's the soundtrack. I haven't looked at the set list outside of like, I know like the Fox on the run song from the trailer and the one other trailer song. Um, the only songs I know it's on the, on the soundtrack and I am dying to download volume two's uh the awesome mix volume two immediately i really wish i would have known you were abstaining from that or else i wouldn't Before have you shared it, it yeah the, i saw it also go the scroll scroll quickly um <laughs> that's on me that's actually what i saw <laughs> yeah so josh it, so. is josh is spoiling the soundtrack just kick him out uh, right. typical yeah. for a guy who put it at number seven <laughs> yeah you see you don't you just don't you don't care you don't get it um so yeah i mean the the marketing i think 
the first trailer I thought was so good. Um, everything else hasn't been at that same level, but I've also been distancing myself from watching the TV spots or watching anything else. So maybe that's, I think my excitement has dipped a little bit uh, in the months since that first trailer, but I think that's just because it's not been in my mind as much because I'm trying not to think about it and watch stuff on it so that way I can go in knowing as little as possible and then just have my theories and everything to go on and uh, hopefully be incredibly surprised by what happens with the plot, but also just that the quality is going to be the same as the first one. If it's not as good as the first, but it's still pretty close, then uh, I'll be pretty happy with it. So uh, that's my number one. All right. Well, terrific. Um, I think you guys... I, I think you guys will have the same number one? Yeah, I, probably so. I think for, you know, where Colt and I are going here. <laughs> um, I've got Dunkirk at number one. Now, I like to start by saying I hate myself for skipping... The an IMAX viewing of Kong <laughs> and missing the extended the footage like ten minutes uh, seven seven, seven? Yeah. Yeah. yeah roughly that but but I'm saying this now I'm glad because I want to enjoy the whole movie as Nolan intended now I've got three reasons why I'm so stoked for this movie or three for Nolan Christopher Nolan Christopher Nolan no but I almost <laughs> did that first cast. Fionn Whitehead and Harry Styles, totally unproven guys. But I like the idea of new actors filling the role of just common soldiers. Mm -hmm. Like at this point where they're, they're experiencing their first battle, they're doing their first movie. I don't know if that nerves could translate or maybe I'm just trying to think of a good reason why they're here. <laughs> Tom Hardy uh, being in the uh, Her Majesty's Air Service, I think he's going to be terrific in that role. Um, there's Kenneth Branigan and Mark Rylance. Of course, there's Celan Murphy, who I don't think I've seen a bad movie with him yet. Maybe um, his latest that he did was, wasn't up to par, but that could be blamed on a ton of other factors. He played some fun. kind of assassin there was a lot. I just saw him. Two. I just saw him in a movie that I Free watched Fire? this week. Oh yeah, he's in Free yeah. Fire. Duh. Okay, maybe I should I say like, I was like, yeah. I was like, man, what did I see him in? <laughs> yeah, he got to do his his own Irish accent, which I thought was his accent cool. was great. Yeah. Um, oh, anyway, uh, so the cast, just phenomenal through and through. Second, cinematography. Um, Hoyt von Hoytma is who's doing this, and he also did her. Interstellar and the fighter. The fighter's okay, but her and Interstellar are magnificent. Um, her for just the sweeping shots and like the use of sunlight and colors and all of that makes it terrific. And then Interstellar, um, I can't say enough about how awesome it is to see our world just devastated and how gray and like lifeless it feels. And then we don't get to see anything else outside of that until they go to space, which is cool. Um, but then lastly, the story, like the three act approach. Um, I think it's air, land and sea is mm -hmm. what it seems to be. I think so. But anytime Christopher Nolan picks up an IMAX camp, or oh, sorry, but anyway, that's plot. But uh, it's just going to be so cool to see him take us through like the lost hope and like the, the, the darkest hour of the British, the British had in world war two where they've been beaten back by the advancing German army, like on every possible front. And now they have to get 400,000 men, I think is what the number is. Is that right? It was it, yeah, something ridiculous sure. and large. Yeah. yeah. It's almost, it's almost a half a million people, you know, to safety because if they get captured, 
they sign an, uh, you know, a ceasefire agreement to get all those people back. And suddenly, you know, Nazi Germany owns that part of Europe. So I think it's going to be fantastic to watch the competing ideas of, you know, hope versus cynicism and despair and, you know, where that goes. So um, I'm really looking forward to that. And that's my number one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> my number one, it comes as no surprise at this point, is Dunkirk as well. Um thought I was going to be Transformers. Mostly based on the fact, hey, that wasn't even honorable mention. <laughs> I hate you guys. You're making fun of me. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, yeah. Um, just Chris Nolan alone, I think he's earned that reputation for me. I'm not just blindly going in as a Nolan. I, I think he honestly just like, like I wasn't like all over him from the get-go. Like he's proven he's himself it, yeah. to me in a way, you know? You know what I'm saying? Like all of his movies, like they're every time he comes out with a movie, it's just a just a special mm-hmm. you know special to me in some way so like taught his three of his movies are my top three of all time so i don't so they are your top three they're your top yeah. three of all time yeah like for my personal favorite movies he's got three of them in there prestige memento uh, no, dark or, knight okay. uh, interstellar and inception nice so they just happen to be nolan movies i guess so i don't know they just why are the president of his fan club yeah um just the the IMAX footage that we got to me and Cooper got to see was just out. Uh, it was crazy. It was like the the ending of that's so good. Yeah the uh, the sound effects, the way the sound is used, is like anything I've ever seen before. Like I've yeah I haven't seen anything like this. Like the way they yeah. use it and like the the shots and everything. Like it's you, just like you have to see the, it in IMAX. Something. The Tom Hardy like dog fight scene that they show is like <sighs> it's so well done. Just the way they like. It's not like a big like blockbuster action mm-hmm. scene. It's like it's realistic, like we expect from Nolan. But it's just so like thrilling the way they film it. And Didn't he crash like a yeah, million they dollar plane crashed, or something? Like, yeah, crashed the plane that they leased mm-hmm. for it, and he tugged a also a yeah. I can see out of this is going to be a movie that's since it's a World War Two movie, it'll draw like an older crowd to it, and that's one thing like. With IMAX, <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be like crazy loud. Like you're shaking in your seat with the sound, yeah. and like I can already see that being an issue with like some people. I'm like, nope, that's the way it's supposed to be. That's yeah. how Nolan Deal filmed it. it. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So like, I'm expecting a lot of intensity based on that like five or to seven minutes that we saw, you know, and like a movie going experience I've never seen before, just based on the sound alone, which has got me excited. Also, like you had mentioned the the way they're telling the story with the three different viewpoints, I think is great. Um, you know, Tom Hardy, one of my favorite actors. I'm just excited to see him in another Nolan movie too. Uh, just also, I think this is unofficially Nolan's trying to get that Oscar. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. nomination at least because he's not going to say that, but I feel, I feel like he was pretty bummed out by some of the reaction he got with interstellar, which I mean, is well deserved because I think he he thought it was like close to his heart what Interstellar was, and like it was something he felt was going to be special, it, which it was to me and a lot of other people. But mm-hmm. for some reason, critics just panned him for that. That's like 
honestly, that's something I could see like anybody else doing. Yeah, the thing and that, they would love it. The thing that bugged me the most that I read in critical reviews of that was like the sound seemed wrong or off, and I was like, yeah. no, he specifically said like the way they edited it, it was because in space that's how you I mean you're not gonna hear people talk like over thrust. Uh, it just bugged the crap out of me. Yeah, yeah, I know, and the like the sound and everything like mm-hmm. they they a lot of people were annoyed at the music score being too loud. I I thought that drove the emotional impact. Yeah. I think Hans Zimmer's score is very loud in that movie. I think it's perfect for that though. The way they did and it. And it's just like Durr. Yeah, it's it was like I thought it drove like it made the, the emotional like heft of it, it up yeah, a notch. The drama of his the I don't know what to describe that sound, but it sounds like a cath- you're in a cathedral, the organ playing as Matthew McConaughey like sort of slowly realizes mm-hmm. Oh, this is all over for me, and gets like frustrated and mad. I think it's just terrific. Yeah, and uh, I think the last point I'm going to mention about why I'm excited for Dunkirk is like I I believe that like maybe every single year that Nolan's come out with a movie, it's ended up being my favorite movie of that year. Except one I can think of is probably Dark Knight Rises in 2012. I don't think that was my favorite, but it was up there like top three for sure. Mm-hmm. So like. I can always expect greatness from Nolan or in my personal opinion. So like, honestly too, like if I'm being honest with you guys, <laughs> world war two movie, I uh, always, I'm going to be interested in it. But the fact that Nolan's name is attached yeah. to it makes it my number one. Mm-hmm. If it wasn't Nolan, it would be on the list, but it'd probably be up towards like the top more like yeah. 10, nine, right. Yeah. You know, so just Nolan alone being involved with it puts it at my number one. I think the point you made about him going for that Oscar with this movie. I wonder if that's why he's kind of said, oh, there's not a lot of dialogue. It's it's split up into all these different narratives and everything. So that way, all the focus isn't on the performances. Of, wow, you know, Leonardo DiCaprio is so good in Inception or Tom Hardy was so good in that movie. But in this one, it's like, you're going to go, you know, Fionn Whitehead, he should get like best, best actor nomination. You're going to go, Christopher Nolan directed the heck out of that movie. Mm-hmm. And that's where you're going you're gonna to remember it for that reason because of Nolan and not because of any other factors. And it's, yeah. it's that reason too I'm excited because we're going to see a lot of the behind the scenes yeah. look at this. So It'll be an experience. So, that's yeah. the other thing. So yeah. the world knows one the man running the show on this mm-hmm. was, you know, locked in and loaded. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm so excited. Yep. So is that all you have to say on Dunkirk? Uh, I believe so. So those are our top 10 most anticipated lists. Uh, let us know if you guys, you know, what you guys think of those. If you know we left something out that you were uh, you're dying to see, maybe you're a big uh, Guy Ritchie fan. You thought we were gonna have King Arthur, King Arthur in there, which I almost put in my tenth because we actually are gonna be we're able to see that, that next week. Next week. Yeah, uh, a couple weeks early. Week early, or yeah, two or three weeks early. Uh, two um, weeks. Yeah. So I the last trailer got me more excited. That, that I think their lot their latest trailer was their best one. So I was like. I could I could maybe get behind this a little bit, so we'll see. Uh, maybe that'll be end up being one of those movies where I think you know I should have had that in my my top ten at the end of the year, but we'll have to wait and see. Um, but that's it for this episode. Uh, next week, I'm not sure what we're reviewing because I forgot to double check before we started recording. Probably a circle, right? Probably if we if we get that, then yeah, it'll probably that's be a circle. what I was thinking. That's what I wrote down. Um, then yeah, it'll but, be the circle unless there's some other big movie that I'm missing, which I don't think there is. I've it's never been one to trust circle, about this. So yeah, so unless we'll, you want to do King Arthur, yeah, we'll have early. to see, we'll have to see, get Josh in town a little day early for that. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> well, we'll see. Uh, maybe maybe that. Um, but 
uh, that's that's it. So during our time away, be sure to tell us your thoughts on everything we covered by tuning us at Friends and Film, where you receive updates on the podcast, movie news, and more. You can follow me personally on Twitter at Coops underscore Hoops. You can follow me, Josh, at Just Joshua Ryan. Yeah, and you can uh, follow me if you want to. Uh, it's at Believe in Blue 88. Yeah. Uh, Very Tony Wonder. Tony Wonder. Tony Wonder. <laughs> You have a great, uh, great profile picture of our friend Kendall. <laughs> I don't think he's noticed it yet. <laughs> I don't think so either. But yeah, I mean, definitely hit up the comment section to let Cooper know yeah. how great Nolan is. And yeah, you guys can just you know bash me for having it uh, as my number fourth most anticipated movie you of know, the I'm summer. I'm honestly fine with that. I'm just glad you had it in your top five. So yeah, I mean, I think you and me have the same top four, just in different orders. Um, but anyways, uh, if you enjoyed this episode and you liked having Colton on as the guest. Uh, let us know. Tell us in the comments of this episode. Leave us a review saying we need more Colton or whatever it is. Uh, if that's something you guys like that we, when we have guests on like Colton or if you want other people, if you're somebody who listens to the pod and you want to be a guest on, let us know. But in the meantime, head over to iTunes. Give us a five-star review with comments telling us about our guests, telling us to do more lists, uh, what movies we should be reviewing, what segments we should do, whatever yeah, the case may be. Um, but that's it. Josh, thanks for stopping by, everyone. Colin, any final words? Nope. <laughs> and on that note, thanks again for tuning in to the Friends of Film Podcast. Be sure to tune next week for our review.